Again, where we're going to start off with the seventh inning stretch, and we are joined this week by special guest conductor Lante, co-host of the Tay and Carp Show, uh, weekdays at four to six p.m. Central on ESPN ninety-three point five, ESPNCU.com, and streaming on the WSJK app. Lante, welcome to the Friendly Confines. Chad, thank you, buddy. I'm excited to join your program. It sounds like you guys, you and Ryan, are doing some excellent stuff with this, and I'm honored the fact that you would want me to be on this. So thank you very much. Well, we, you know, we, we, we're, we're getting really lucky with having fabulous guests like you guys. We've got a really dedicated audience. When uh, they, they had the big series towards the end of the year last year, we had Gary Miller on. You know, Gary's also a oh. Southern Illinois Saluki, a former co-host of, the, of, uh, of Baseball Tonight. He's the sports director in, in Cincinnati. So it's always good. You are a, 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 you're a, you're a lifelong Cardinal fan, which I can appreciate. So I won't hold that against you. But it's good to have your perspective as well, um, especially after the series that we just had. So let's, let's talk Cubs-Cardinals. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah, and and by the way, I'm uh, I'm not lost on the fact that it seems that you did have me on right after a sweep. So I really appreciate the timing of this, Jeff. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on and being brave. So let's talk about that. The Cardinals go into the weekend two and a half games up. They look like the class of the National League. Uh, three games later, the Cubs lead the division and really seem to come away with a bit of a swagger. What do you think happened to the Cards? Well, that's a good, it's a great question. And I'll tell you what, these, this Cubs team is finding its footing, right? I think, I think we could both agree that at the start of the season, w- what happened, right? That, that was almost more mysterious, uh, well, much more mysterious than watching what the Cubs were able to do this weekend because I think this team is the best team in the division. I've said that on my program. Yes, I like what the Cardinals have done. Yes, I've seen the Brewers now ten times already, enough with them. And I understand what they can do, and I think they're going to get back on footing too. But I still think this is the Cubs' division to uh, to lose, and and certainly bringing the Cardinals in um, at, at a time when and this there's no excuses for me, none. But it was it was a good little time for the Cubs to bring the Cardinals in, finish in a four game set in Washington. They've been on the road a lot, and and they just came in, and and Kyle Hendricks kind of set the stage with his dominating performance, and then the offense just took over from there for the Cubs. So, I, you know what? I think they just literally just said, hey, we're the best team in this division, and we're going to show you for the next three days, and you're going to have to go back home and figure out what to do next to beat us. Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about your team here and there, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about this Cubs lineup from your outsider's perspective. I, I, I've been telling people, you know, it, I don't think it mattered who – that Kyle Hendricks was facing on Friday. That 81-pitch performance, that was something mm. to behold. Do you think any team would have had a chance against him? Not at all. Not at all. Because, you know, it was the double-edged sword, Chad, where the Cardinals knew that Hendricks was hitting strikes, right? I mean, he was he was hitting the corners. He was throwing strikes early. So it's one of those where do you want to live the whole game behind in the count? And, and you know, like, professional hitters are, are – they're professional hitters for a reason, right? They're the best at what they do. But when you give a pitcher an 0-1 count or an 0-2 count, now the pitcher's in total control. And and so you're a Cardinals hitter, and you're like, all right, well, he's getting ahead of us, so we need to swing early. But then all they were doing then is swinging early and making outs, and the next thing you know, it's the seventh inning, and he's thrown 50 pitches or whatever. And, and it's just it was just one of those where, you, you know, pitchers are great. We've seen a lot of, of great uh, performances from pitchers, but, 
to watch Hendricks just absolutely school the Cardinals like that, I really think it did set the tone for that series. He was incredible. And he, and he's a kid, of course, as a Cardinal fan, I'm like, wait, how are you one and four? Like, who who have you lost to? And then you look like this. <laughs> but but certainly he had everything working that day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said he pitched a Maddox against the Cardinals, and he just absolutely looked old school in, in, in Greg Maddox's kind of form. So, I noticed as well you uh, you provided a kind of a hand clap applause uh, emoji on Twitter. You could follow Lon at at Lon Tay ESPN CU. So let's talk about the Saturday game. Now, I, what, what I have appreciated about this Cubs team that I hadn't seen in the last couple of seasons, um, I saw it in Seattle in person on Tuesday night. I was up uh, seeing the Cubs play with Seattle last week uh, um, where they, they battled back. They didn't give in. That Saturday game, uh, that mm. was one that I think, okay, this is going to even out the series. The Cardinals have this one. But the team, um, through some incredible heroics by, by Taylor Davis, the, the backup catcher that most people didn't even know the name of, and then again, Javi coming in and just swatting something that was at eye level um, deep up the right field stance. They, didn't, they did not give in at all. You've, at some point, you felt comfortable on Saturday, right? I, well, I, I never feel comfortable at Wrigley Field, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've, I've dealt with that for too, too many years of my life, right? The Bruce Souter, uh, Ryan Sandberg game when it seemed like the Cardinals had that game won 18 times when I was like 12 years old. But, you know, you, you did, though, think that the Cardinals were rolling. Yeah. And, and certainly, you know, Schilt makes the move to walk uh, um, Schwarber, right? And, and here comes Taylor Davis. And, and it's like, are you kidding me? And, and the funny story from that day is a bunch of us here in my little town that I live in now in Philo, we had all gathered at the local uh, watering hole and we're watching the game. And they showed, they showed the defensive alignment for the Cubs before the game. And, and I, the first thing I spotted just immediately was Taylor Davis. And I'm like, uh-oh, the backup catcher's uh, in for the Cubs. Watch him do something special. And then about an hour later, I'm sitting there punching myself going, why'd you jinx us? But certainly – that was one of those games where, you, as a Cardinals fan, you're like, all right, we got completely dominated against uh, Hendricks. You know, you were just getting in from a long-range delay off the road in Washington. Let's just take the loss Friday. Let's move on. Let's get this series evened up today, and then let's go for broke on Sunday. But there again, Davis does his thing, and then Javi Baez, holy cow. I know, I'm not sure I would trade him for anybody in baseball. I know Mike Trout is unbelievable. But Javi Baez is just one of those guys that when he hit that home run, I, as I watched it happen, I was like, well, yep, that makes sense. And <laughs> and so then you just kind of felt that, that gloom and doom of, uh-oh, we're going to lose this game. So it was an incredible comeback by the Cubs and an incredible series. I just think this is a team that is the best in the division, and I think they sent out a strong uh, message to the Cardinals this weekend. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Cardinals, and, and we've talked about Twitter a little bit. And it, it's not always the most incredible rep- representation of, of, of America, but, you know, there's, there's bits and pieces of it that, uh, that are interesting. And it erupted over the weekend when Dexter Fowler, who seemingly threw his body out on the line trying to, to catch a ball uh, in the air, a line drive, it got past him, led to a triple. And, and, and it is not the first time that the Cardinals' Twitter has been all over him. And I just have to ask you, as somebody that, that, that no matter what he does for the rest of his career is always going to love Dexter Fowler because of what he did for, for uh, the, the Cubs team, um, why do you think that Cardinal fans have such an issue, and do you think they're ever going to, an ex- going to accept him as a true Cardinal? Uh, the last question to that first is no. I honestly don't. And 
it's unfortunate because Dexter is a professional, right? He's a great guy in the clubhouse. Um, when he's rolling, obviously you can see how talented he is. I think there's a little bit of that, you know, he, he achieved that success with the Cubs and then it's, and, and you don't, you don't see that often, right? With two teams like the Cardinals and Cubs where all of a sudden you had a guy in Dexter Fowler when he was in the pinstripes, you know, with the Cubbies, you're like, you just hated him. And then all of a sudden we've got him and you're kind of like, okay, um, how do we handle this? Well, then he has a, you know, a decent first year. And then last year, you know, even, even he said he was battling depression. He was so bad. I mean, imagine being that bad at your job for, you know, six months a year. And, and he was horrible. And Cardinals fans were relentless on him because there's a few things in here. There's some, there's some hidden background here, Chad, with regards to the Cardinals have always been the team, right? You guys have always been chasing the Cardinals. Now all of a sudden it's completely different. And it's almost like we needed someone to blame for this. And, and I feel like it all, it, it all fell on Dexter Fowler. And, and while he's having a pretty good year this year, obviously I just think little things like that that happened this weekend where he misses that ball, Cardinals fans immediately are like, oh, you know, we're, 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 it's, a, it's a salary we can't get rid of, and we're stuck with him, even though he was exactly what the Cardinals needed when they uh, signed him a couple of years ago. And, and uh, I, I, I believe that it's, it's going to take him raising a World Series trophy in, in a Cardinals jersey where he has some heroes yes. for that to be wiped away. So here's something a lot of our listeners probably don't know. No, Lon and I are both from the same small central Illinois high school, Villa Grove High School. We actually went to the same college as well. Lon had a little bit of a role because I knew I wanted to go into this business, and, and he, he actually was a little older than me. Actually, I think you're a lot older than me. I don't want to age you or anything like that, but you're an older <laughs> Um, but uh, but here's the cool thing about our small town, and I think you'd agree. You could probably split a line right down Main Street and have half the town be on one side, half the town the other, oh. Cardinals or Cubs fans. It's, it's a very unique place to live where you're so evenly divided. What is it that makes it so special to you, this rivalry? You know, that's, that's a great point, and, and, and it truly is. And people that – maybe listen to your show that are in Chicago. They don't really understand that. And people that would be in St. Louis don't understand that. You almost have to be from a town like Villa Grove to realize that you can be good friends with somebody and then hate them for three hours and then right back to being good friends again. I mean, it, it's, it literally can happen. And one of my and your dear friends, Ryan Riddle, bless his heart, when the Cubs back in the day when I lived in Villa Grove, when the Cubs would win a game, uh, over the Cardinals, about 2 a.m., my phone would be ringing. And this is back before, I guess we had cell phones, but we still had answering machines. You know, that's how old I am, by the way. I'm dating now myself. And sure enough, the phone would be ringing, and, and I, I would just wait. I'd wait for the answering machine to go off, and then I'd hear the, go, Cubs, go. <laughs> I was like, I'm telling you what, boys. But, you know, it's truly, and, and Chad, I mean this when I say this. I hate the Cubs. So I don't hate someone like you because you like the Cubs, but for three hours, I don't need to hear from you. Right. <laughs> I, I'm really, I have no, no issue or no interest in talking to a Cubs fan during a Cubs Cardinals game. I, I don't, I just, and, and it's easier for me just to keep my distance. And when the game's over and guess what? I like Chad Gordon again. <laughs> We've got time for just a couple more questions, and so yeah. I would love from your outside look looking in, you've, you've said the, the Cubs are the class of the division. When you think about it, and you had a really up-close look at it the last three games, what impresses you most about this Cubs team? What's amazing to me is that Chris Bryant 
isn't what he was two years ago yet. He's going to get back there, right? And th- when that happens, oh, my goodness, right? And, and I love Rizzo. Uh, he's a guy that, of course, has done well with the Cardinals. But, you know, he's just that solid veteran that, you, that every team needs. And, you know, of course, Javi Baez, I, I'm not sure I would trade him for anybody in baseball. And now I will say this: I'm I'm not sure the starting pitching scares me to the point of I you know you get into a, a postseason and all of a sudden it's like well we're rolling out these three you know where I'd be like eh I'm not sure on that but a guy like John Lester how many big performances has he had in the postseason so I think once you can once you get that um, that that offense rolling like it is. I think it is just that good. Plus, defensively, it's a good team. So, I mean, there's there's so much I'm impressed with, Chad, about this Cubs team. We haven't talked about the Brewers. We haven't talked about the Reds or the Pirates. This is arguably the, the toughest division in all of baseball. Oh. How do you see the NL Central shaping up? And, and I do like to remind everybody, we're feeling pretty good. Uh, half a game up uh, in the division. It's May 6th, so there's a lot of time left, at least May 6th, when we recorded this. So how do you see the division shaping up? Because uh, that team from up north, they are stacked. They are set. I still think it's the Cubs to win, um, and I do think the Cardinals are the second-best team. That's after watching the Brewers pound us how many times. I mean, the Cardinals have already played Milwaukee ten times. And, and I do, and I, this isn't just giving grief, but I do think the Cardinals' schedule to date has certainly been a little bit tougher than the Cubbies, especially playing Milwaukee ten times uh, and, of course, having to play at Wrigley and four games at Washington, et cetera. We both did well against the Dodgers. I think Milwaukee will be there, but I don't know that they have the pitching to win this division. I think the Cubs win the division, I, and I, I, I could easily see the Cardinals and Brewers in that wild card game because I think those three teams are good enough to come out and be in the postseason. Shades of 2015, that uh, that amazing year. I won't mention what happened at the very end of the Cardinals <laughs> that year, but I'll just say the tide has turned a little bit since then. Uh, yes, it has, and that's not a good feeling, Chad. For most of my life, that hasn't been that way. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you, I'm you know I'm an older man now, so I'm that angry guy to get off my yard. And the fact that the Cubs are pretty good is not fun. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get off your yard, but I am going to tell you, you have done a great job. Thank you so much. You're now a friend of the show. We'd love to have you back on after other Cardinal Series, Lon. And I'm sure they're not always going to be this way, although that would be something else, wouldn't it, if we swept you every time? Well, no, 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 no. I, I No, I don't need any of that. I don't need any more stress. I, first of all, i got my blues in the playoffs now, so the last thing I need are the Cubbies just beating the Cardinals every time. So, no, we don't need that. Hey, but thank you so much, Chad, for letting me be on. This was fun. And go Cardinals. I love it. I'll give you that last word so you can listen to Lante every single weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. Central, ESPN 93.5, ESPNCU.com, co-host of the Tay and Carp Show. Uh, Lon, thanks for being a part of the 17th Stretch. Thank you, buddy. just a game for I've seen other teams and it's never the same when you're born in Chicago you're blessed and you're a field the first time you walk into Wrigley 